Amen. Well, glory be to God tonight. If you have your Bibles, please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I want to begin tonight by sharing with you a story of Matt Redman, account I read many years ago now that impacted my life. Some of you will know that name, Matt Redman, an incredible worship leader, songwriter. A few years back, his church was on the forefront of modern worship, but the pastor sensed that in all the excellence of craft, there was a heart of praise missing from their gathered worship. The pastor of our church did a brave thing, Redmond recalls. We stopped using the PA and the projectors and packed away our instruments for a while and gathered in an adjoining room with nothing but our voices and Bibles and, of course, our hearts. This led us into a whole new season. We stripped away anything associated with style, preference, or performance. And there was a real sense of discovering the heart of worship again. His song, The Heart of Worship, describes what happened. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. Redmond continues, it was a song written out of witnessing what God was doing with our worshiping community. As a church family, we'd always given lots of time to responding to God through song. However, we'd lost something of the sense of bringing an offering. Instead, a sense of consumerism had seeped in. Songs and style and personal volume preferences and so on had crept far too high up the ladder. We'd lost the dynamic of worship being the all-consuming response to the all-deserving revelation of God. In his book, Unquenchable Worshipper, Redmond writes, After a while, the worship band and the sound system reappeared, but now it was different. The songs of our hearts had caught up with the songs of our lips. I remember exactly where I was when I picked up that book. The living room of a friend's house in another nation. The Lord looks at the heart. Beyond the surface, the Lord looks at the heart. Worship isn't just about going through motions and acting out the part. I love those words. The songs of our hearts had caught up with the songs of our lips. I ask the question tonight, what is worship if there's no heart? If there's no song of the heart, no love from the heart, and if tonight you'd permit me to use this scripture, and may the Spirit speak. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 to 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, 
but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. True worship flows from the heart. It is the very expression of love and adoration. Perhaps you're saying tonight, well, that's not the context of these verses. Does the application not fit? What if we traded some words for others? Like, though I sing the songs of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Worship has to flow out of a heart so full of love for the Lord. He's looking into our heart, into our hearts. What is the offering of our heart? The heart of worship, the heart of praise should never be missing. Never missing from our corporate gatherings. Never missing from our personal times of worship. The message paraphrase reads, if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. Worship is the offering of the heart. And it truly is the consuming, all-consuming response to the all-deserving revelation of God, I want to ask the question tonight, what is the offering of our hearts? Do the songs of our hearts line up with the songs of our lips? Psalm 26, verse 2, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. Psalm 139, verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Now, whether we give God the invitation or not, He's looking into the heart. Beyond the expressions, He's come to receive the offering of the heart. Can we receive these words tonight? Lamentations 3, verse 40. Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. Psalm 17, verse 3. Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast visited me in the night. Thou hast tried me and shalt find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. I don't know about you tonight. But not only for tonight, 
for all the days. All the days given me by the grace of God, I pray that the song of my heart lines up with the song of my lips. You know, the worship of a child is so pure. I love to hear children singing. It flows from the heart. And there's no agenda except loving on the one who they so love and who first loved them. There's a beautiful scripture in the New Testament, Matthew 21. Verses 10 to 16, and when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables on the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. The voice Bible reads, Rings of children circled round and sang, Hosanna to the Son of David. But the priests and scribes didn't understand when they saw the upturned tables, the walking paralytics, and the singing children, they were shocked, indignant, and angry. And they did not understand. You know, as we age, worship can become complicated. We lose that innocence, that pure offering brought by children. Worship can get complicated, that is, if the heart grows cold or if agendas creep in or if this becomes a bargaining tool. If we lose the love, though things continue and works and labor and toil, if we lose the love, the Lord is looking at the heart and He's concerned with the offering of the heart. It's not just about showing up, doing our duty, and heading out. I sang some songs. What of the offering of the heart? Revelation 2, verses 1 to 7. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, 
who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have pres- you persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. He who has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. They were doing all things well, seemingly. But here the Lord came and he said, I have this one thing. You've left your first love. It's quite the words. The Amplified Bible, I know your industry and activities laborious toil and trouble and your patient endurance and how you cannot tolerate wicked men and have tested and critically appraised those who call themselves apostles, special messengers of Christ and yet are not and have found them to be imposters and liars. I know you are enduring patiently and are bearing up for my name's sake and you've not fainted or become exhausted or grown weary. But I have this one charge to make against you, that you have left, abandoned the love that you had at first. You have deserted me, your first love. Quite the words. The Lord is still looking into the heart. He's concerned with the offering of the heart. He sees the truth of what's inside beyond the surface. This is of great concern to him. When we sing songs, when we praise, when we flow in the nine expressions of worship outlined in the Word of God, the Lord is looking into our hearts. He's looking beyond the surface into our hearts to discover if the heart lines up with the expression. What of the offering of the heart? I've sang the words to the song Heart of Worship many, many times. I've led the song many, many times. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. 
when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. King of endless worth, no one could express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours. Every single breath. I want to encourage us tonight, never lose the heart. The offering of the heart. That the song of the heart lines up with the song of the lips. So in love with the Lord, so in love with who He is. He is so wonderful. He's so faithful, He's so beautiful, so majestic, so righteous, so holy. You're doing well. There's one thing. You've abandoned your first love. John Wesley said these words, above all, sing spiritually. Have an eye to God in every word you sing. Aim at pleasing Him more than yourself or any other creature. In order to do this, attend strictly to the sense of what you sing. And see that your heart is not carried away with the sound, but offered to God continually. So shall your singing be such as the Lord will approve here and reward you when he cometh in the clouds of heaven. This might seem like a simple message tonight, and perhaps it is. Yet it may be that the Spirit would draw our attention to the offering of the heart, which is not of little importance in the eyes of the Lord. As we grow in the Lord, as we grow in the knowledge of His Word, we come to know what He desires concerning worship. Nine expressions of worship. We come to realize that the Lord would have it so that worship would be authentic and that worship would be accurate. That worship would be rooted in the Word. The ways we worship the expressions bless the heart of God and so with hearts overflowing with love we lavish praise and worship on the one we adore on our first love according to the ways set forth in the Bible but there's got to be heart because the Lord looks past the outward appearance to the condition of the heart the offering of the heart. R.C. Sproul said these words, the worship to which we are called in our renewed state is far too important to be left to personal preferences, to whims or to marketing strategies. It is the pleasing of God that is the heart of worship. Therefore, our worship must be informed at every point by the Word of God as we seek God's own instructions for worship that is pleasing to Him. 
Nine expressions of worship. Many in this house are familiar with these nine expressions. Three with the mouth, singing, speaking, shouting. Three with the hands, lifting hands, playing instruments, and clapping hands. Three with the feet, standing, sitting, dancing, bowing and kneeling. Now we surely do not have time tonight to go through all the scriptures detailing these expressions. Read your Bible. You'll turn into a worshiper soon enough. There's no denying that these expressions are in the text for a reason. We're just going to go through a few of them tonight. A few scriptures. Singing. Psalm 47, verses 6 and 7. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. The same scriptures from the voice. Sing, shout, play instruments. Praise our God and King. Sing praises to Him who is worthy. For He is the King of all the earth. Sing praise, all who can. Put words to music and then sing praises. It's one of the ways the Lord has called us to worship Him. And again, there needs to be heart. An old preacher said, you know, Christians don't tell lies, they sing them. And I've remembered that. I pray that the words we sing, we would have the heart behind the words. Because God is looking into the heart, speaking. Psalm 145, verse 21, My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless His holy name forever and ever. Shouting. Psalm 132, verse 9, Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. Again, we're only scratching the surface tonight. Lifting hands, Psalm 134, verse 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. How much clearer does it need to read? Playing instruments, Psalm 150, verses 3 to 5. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. You say, well, I can't play an instrument, so I can scratch that one off the list. There's only eight expressions of worship for me. Well, we can clap. Clapping in time to music is a percussion instrument. Clapping hands, and we also clap in applause as we applaud the Lord. Psalm 47, verse 1, oh, clap your hands. Am I reading that right? All you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. 
We see more than one expression in effect, and we know that as we begin to grow in our worship and develop in our worship, come to an understanding of how the Lord desires to be worshipped, and we have the heart, we begin to flow in these. Standing and sitting. Psalm 135, verse 2. You who stand in the house of the Lord in the courts of the house of our God. And what of Acts 2, verse 2? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Note, they were not sitting passively and inattentively. They were sitting and praying and worshiping God. They were calling on God. They were crying out, waiting on the promise. Dancing. It's in the book. Psalm 149, verse 3, Let them praise His name with the dance. Let them sing praises to Him with the timbrel and harp. 2 Samuel 6.14, Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. The Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of the Lord, was back in the midst. And there was great rejoicing because of it, and there was heart. And out of that heart, expression flowed, and David danced. He said, I'll become even more undignified than this. I worship before an audience of one. Guess what? Great rejoicing. He went home that day, and there was his wife, a window watcher. She despised him. And the Bible says that because, because of that, she was barren all her days. Bowing and kneeling. Psalm 95, verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Just a few scriptures tonight. But I don't know about you. I only need a few. In fact, one is enough. Sing praises to the Lord. Does your not your heart not long and pine for the presence of the Lord? To sing praises to the Lord, to speak of who He is, to bring to Him an offering that would bless His heart. Might seem like a simple message tonight, but I just want to ask, has it become too complicated? Too many things crept in. Left our first love. Other things, strong. But when it comes to our worship, it's no real heart. And the Lord looks at the heart. You can have the worship team return tonight. You know, there is a whole aspect in teaching on the power 
of the nine expressions of worship as worship weapons. Pick up a copy of the fuel book, Heart of Worship. Begin to read and understand. Read the Old Testament, understand. Like when Moses had his hands raised and there was victory in the battle. Some of us need to get our hands up so that there's victory in the battle. This is not madness. God knows the power of these expressions and therefore the word instructs that we flow in these. When we clap, we strike against the enemy. When we dance, we dance upon injustice. And the God of peace crushes Satan under our feet. And the prophetic playing of instruments that brings breakthrough. Worship is an incredible privilege. If you leave with anything tonight, I pray that you would understand, agree with the statement, and that it would be your heart. The confession of your lips, the worship is an incredible privilege, not a religious duty. I love the words of A.W. Tozer. He said, I can safely say on the authority... These are not my words. Tozer was a man of God. I can safely say on the authority of all that is revealed in the Word of God that any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. Period. What do you think we're going to do up there? Ride giraffes all day? If we can, I'm riding one, that's for sure. We're going to be worshiping the Lord before his throne with the angels and the saints and the great cloud of witnesses. This right here, I mean, we're worshiping before the Lord, but this is like a dress rehearsal. We're just getting ready for the big day. Don't lose the heart. Has the love growing cold? You know, there are many songs sung and many lyrics offered and many anthems raised. And my prayer, if need be, is that the songs of our hearts catch up with the songs of our lips and every expression with which we worship. And if our hearts are right, may they never grow cold. May we never leave our first love. As we come into the house of the Lord to worship and to praise, it should be because we are so in love with Jesus that we can hardly wait till the songs begin to flow in the house of the Lord, that we can begin to pour out our love on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Not that this is a bargaining tool. Okay, Lord, I'm going to come. 45 minutes of worship. Man, this church likes to sing. It's not a bargaining tool. I don't worship because I get in return, although let me tell you, I get in return, that's for sure. But I worship because he's worthy. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. 
And I pray that we would just come back to that place if we've left that place, if we've lost that place. Where when the Lord looks into our heart, He is well pleased with the offering. Let's stand tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm back to my first love.